Okay. Welcome, you guys. Thanks for coming. Another week here on Meet Up with Me, Chloe Bellatori. Um, as you guys know, I am a relationship and communication expert. I'm a graduate of Princeton University and Pat Allen's Want Institute. I have written three books on this work and I'm working on my fourth. So look for that soon. That's going to be called Daddy Issues, Mommy Issues. Um, and I'm really excited. I'm about halfway through that. Um, so you can find me here every Thursday on Meetup, as you know, because you're here. Um, you can also find me on TikTok and Instagram. I'll put my credentials in for those. Um, it's Chloe's underscore consciousness underscore training on Instagram. And on TikTok, it's just my name, at Chloe Ballatory. Uh, and I try to put up some original content there almost every day. There we go. Um, in addition, I teach this work several times a year. We just finished um, our module one and module two, um, which was fun. Oh, here's Delilah. And um, I probably won't be teaching until the beginning of next year, but you can go ahead and sign up at this link if you are interested. Hi, Delilah. Okay, so you guys know me, um, and you so that means you know that my work, this work, it's not really my work. I'm just a channel for this work. But this work is all based on the duality of yin and yang in relationships. And understanding that we live in a universe that is dominated by duality, right? And transcending or navigating that duality means really having a deep understanding of that and what that means. Now, we are all of us both. We are all of us both yin and yang, feminine and masculine. Um. Oftentimes, when we get into relationships, we get confused as to which foot we're leading with. Are we leading with our yin? Are we leading with our yang? Do we even understand what that means? Because if you've had any kind of trauma in childhood, either with a big T or a small T, and most of us have, you may be a little confused about how to get what you want. And this kind of is, this provokes an existential crisis in people. I love this work because it really touches on a number of different fields. It's very interdisciplinary. So I'll be talking some philosophy. I'll be talking some psychology. I might bring in literature. I might bring in reality TV. Um, because you can see the principles of this work illustrated really everywhere. Um... So what happens is when we have some kind of childhood trauma between the ages of zero to 12, and we're forced to sacrifice our authenticity in order to attach to the people who own our refrigerator, we often form coping mechanisms or survival strategies with, um, that are really of the moment, but we assume our existential truths. And when we take these strategies into our adult lives, 
we end up replicating the conditions of our childhood. Even if we consciously, even if we're thinking we don't want to do that, even if we're consciously trying not to do that, if we don't really have a deep understanding of these dynamics, we do end up repeating the past. And that's called the repetition compulsion compulsion, because that which is familiar is so comforting. Unfortunately, a lot of what is familiar from a childhood of trauma is does not serve us as adults and will not bring us joy. So I help people understand the difference between survival conclusions made as children and strategies that you want to use as an adult to enter into loving relationships, because a lot of us don't really learn this stuff ever. I know I didn't. It's not the kind of thing that's normally taught in school or even even in psychology grad school. It's starting to be taught. Um, But a lot of psychologists and therapists don't even know this work. I was lucky enough to be mentored by Pat Allen, who created androgynous semantic realignment. Um, I use tools that I learned from her. I use the tools of transactional analysis as created by Eric Byrne. And I also use tools that I've created because I've been doing this work for, well, over a decade now. I'm also over 20 years married. So everything I'm telling you guys tonight, I have vetted, I have used, um, and I have found to work. And that's what I really love about this work. Even if you don't understand the principles at first, you can try some of these tools out and you will be able to see for yourself. You know, don't 100% take my word for it. Go and learn and try these things um, because they're pretty in- innovative and a lot of magic happens when you understand these dynamics. As I said, we're all of us yin and we're all of us yang. But if we come with our yin and yang in awkward situations or conflicts, that's an act of narcissism. So part of this work is learning how to alternate between the two sides of yourself and the two sides of your relationship. Okay, I'm going to give a brief definition now of what yin and yang is. Okay, so as you guys know, I've talked about this book before. I'll put it in again, the yin yang of life by Dr. Kim and Dr. Lee. Um, I love this book because it breaks down everything in life into yin and yang. And so you really end up getting a deep understanding by looking at this book again and again. Um, I actually also just wrote, read a fantastic book. It's a historical fiction novel called Lady Tan's Circle of Women. And it's all about yin and yang in ancient Chinese medicine and how that works. And so that's another um, resource here. I'll put that in here too. So I love seeing these things reflected. I see them reflected in science all the time, right? We have the studies of Roger Sperry, who proved that we all have a right side of our brains, which is the yin side, the feminine side, which is the world of feelings, of art, of spirituality, of sexuality, of sensuality. This is passive, patient, vulnerable. 
This is receiving energy. Um, this is the energy um, that is in the world to make it fun, but it's not of the world, okay? It's magic. It's nonlinear thought. It's creativity. And then on the other side, we have the left hemisphere of the brain or the yang. Okay. And this is linear thought. This is the masculine side, competitive, conquering, controlling the world of ideas, achievements. Most of us are in our yang when we're at work and we live in a very masculinized world um, where yang values tend to be more important in terms of the epi script, or at least perceived as more important than yin values. And again, that's one of the reasons why we failed to cherish our environment, and our food supply, um, and our health. Yang energy is giving, it is taking care of, it is nurturing, okay? We are all of us both yin and yang. In our intimate relationships, it's extremely helpful to understand which side is more important to us. Often yin and yang falls along follows gender lines. Not always. 15 to 25% of the time it doesn't. So for example, I'll have a couple where the woman is very masculine and the man is very feminine. And that works because what we're looking for is complementary energy. The most successful relationships are those that have complementary energy. Okay. Now, some people find this pattern really easy to fall into, but if you're an alpha, which means you have a strong masculine side and a strong feminine side, it can be difficult to navigate the arguments between your heart and your head at times. And so that's where these tools also come into play in helping you understand and giving you a rubric to make sure that you stay in balance with yourself and in your most intimate relationships. Because that's where our traumas, that's where our issues, that's where our triggers tend to come up first is in our intimate relationships. Okay, so that's what forms the basis of this work um, is understanding these dynamics and promoting that energetic balance within you and within your relationships. And again, because we live in a universe based in duality, balance is so important to us. Um, it's a sign of health in almost all spheres, right? And that was something that was really interesting in that Lady Tan book was showing how they looked at balance. And I mean, you know, this is thousands of years ago in China, you know, Chinese medicine is pretty solid. Um, but what they really looked at balance and fixing um, imbalances. And this is sort of the basis of health in Chinese medicine. But it's also the basis of mental health, right? When we have a chemical imbalance, a lot of times we're put on drugs or something else. When we don't feel good or we have a reaction we're not proud of, we were often describe ourselves as being out of balance, right? When we get sick. So balance is very important and understanding these forces in our lives really enables us to harness them to get what we want. Now, some of you guys have been with me for a little while know that when you use these tools, you do have an unfair advantage. 
um, but that's okay as long as you're using the tools for good for love. If I do find out people are using these tools and it happens occasionally um, for ill, for, um, you know, devious reasons or to exploit other people, um, I won't work with them again, regardless of how much money they pay me. So that's my statement of integrity on that, because I know that this work is powerful and I know, um, that it can, you know, that it, everything, again, has a shadow side, right? Every success has a catastrophe in it, and every catastrophe has a silver lining. Um, so, again, understanding these dynamics really helps, uh, especially in relationships. So, now I'm going to take your guys' questions. Even if you don't really understand everything that I said, that's okay. It takes a while for some of these ideas to sink in. Um, and you can ask me anything about love, relationships, dating, um, family relationships, friendships. Hi, Wendy. Hi. How are you? How can I help you? Yeah, I wanted to follow up on the date I had last weekend and yes. possibly talk about another man if, if that's if there's time. Of course. Excellent. I'm I'm eager to hear your update. Okay. So I want to be really respectful of their anonymity, you know, just in case they ever find their way on to here. Okay. And um, so let's not mention um, like the actual country he's from. Um, okay. Do you remember? Just I do keep, remember. Just keep it more anonymous. But I think part of what might be happening is a cultural difference. So from someone from a different country. Okay. So the date went really well. And um, yeah, I mean, it was really pleasant. He was super gentlemanly. He carried my backpack and, um, you know, made sure I was comfortable. And um, yeah, it just felt good. Um, I didn't feel like super connected to like all of what he was talking about, but it still felt like a really good positive experience. And I kind of walked away like, you know, okay, let's have a second or third date and, good. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So that, yeah, that was that. Um, that sounds excellent. And I just like, you know, I really like to hear instances of people cherishing your feelings because you haven't had a ton of that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I mean, I think starting also, to get used to it. Yeah. I think he's also inspirational for, you know, coming to the U.S. That's got to be really hard to do. Um, right. Yeah. So the trouble was actually the communication after the date. Um, like a day or two later, you know, we talked on the phone, um, I think twice. Anyway, so we were kind of planning um, the next day. You know, it's a little hard for people to know what I can and can't do. So I I did follow up with some suggestions, like we could go Good. back to the park, a different park, and parks are really great for me. Um, or I said, you know, we could do this meditation event and then go to the park next to it, you know that kind of thing and um well I gotta say first so like he was um you know he was flirting on the phone and and 
And, um, you know, I made it clear that I don't want to meet at each other's houses yet. And there's two things. I mean, I'm just not emotionally there yet. I don't feel that yet. Mm -hmm. But also, I have to be extremely careful. I'm not able to be vaccinated. And he, he knows this right. because of medical conditions. So right. if I'm going to take my mask off inside, it's got to be someone that I really want to pursue, you know, checking out a relationship with. Okay. So, um yeah, I mean, it's a huge risk for me. So, you know, and I explained that and he had asked, uh, he knew that before we ever met, but he did ask, I can't remember the exact context now, but on the phone, he was like, I said, you know, it's going to, I still need to get to know you. And he said, well, how long do you think it'll take? Like two months? And I said, you know, I really don't actually know. I realized I really should have added more there, like, you know, like, well, I'll know more in, you know, probably three days. No, no, no. I think that's fine. Okay. Who knows? Right. <laughs> so, um, and I was clear, look, I'm not going to be getting physically close with anyone until, until then. So in, in the um, follow-up texting, you know, I made these suggestions about where to go and he writes back something like, um, he, he said, I really, I really want to kiss and hug you if you're open to it. And I was just like super triggered. Like, you know, look, I've already told you this is not going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. and so I wrote him back, said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm I used to feeling words. I'm feeling angry and a little bit unheard. You know, I told you this before it's not going to happen. And he said, you know, I said, I feel like you're pressuring me. And he said, oh, no, no, I'm just expressing my feelings. And I said, yeah, but anyway he said you know oh yeah I'll respect you and I said but you said that before and so we ended up talking on the phone it just got worse and you know and I'm sure if you like someone else might tell the same story but totally different like they would just see it totally different so I totally Mm -hmm. own that that maybe I'm wondering if I'm having too high standards but it, it didn't really end well and what I heard him say was like, you know, American women just want to wait months and years and um, they think they overthink it. And I was hearing, you know, I can't think or feel and I have to rush. And, but I, I don't know that that's really what he was saying. I think. Yeah. I think he felt rejected. Yeah. And so, you know, I compl- I want you to cherish your own feelings and set your boundaries and do all that. Yeah. but you also don't want to push someone away, someone away. And when he expressed that he wanted to kiss and hug you, I know that frightened you, but it might have been helpful to say, I really, I'm really flattered to hear that because what he's telling you is he's attracted to you and he likes you. And that's what we want. That's a good thing. If you've been saying this since we met, it was like, you know, Oh, I just love looking at you and he wanted to touch my hair. And like, I don't, it's, I know how he feels. Okay. So it was just like, you just, it was over. You thought it was overkill. I, yeah. I felt like, you know, I'm in a, dis- he's, he's ready to move forward. I'm in a discovery phase. And mm-hmm. so like, instead of planning the day, he switched it to back to, you know, I want to kiss and hug you. I'm like, no. This, and this and you were like, this is ground that's already been covered. But like I said, he may see it really, you know, I could be off. I could be so triggered that I'm not seeing it the way it really happened. Right. Well, I think it's nice. You know, we want 
men to desire us because that's what makes them want to be in a relationship. So I just want to caution you against shutting it down altogether, you know, just well, it's already over. <laughs> right. I know. I understand with this guy, maybe it's over. Unless I can fix it. I, I don't know if it can be fixed. Right. But I'm just saying in general, you know, a lot of women, you're not the only one. I mean, a lot of us have been trained, especially in, in organized religion to sort of shut down sexual activity as a way of protecting ourselves. Um, but then sometimes we just end up protecting ourselves too much. So that's all I would say. I mean, it was over the phone. So it wasn't like you were in a danger of him, like physically attacking you. Right. He asked when things could, could happen. You said you didn't know. Um, he brought it up again. You know, if it was too much, I have no way of no knowing it was too much. If you thought it was too much, then it was too much. Um, I'm just suggesting that you also could have said, I feel really flattered. Um, but you know, like I said before, it's going to take me a minute. Um, and then you could just move back into, what do you think about the park idea or something like that, you know, and get it onto the other subject because having some kind, you know, you can see where a conversation over the phone about when you guys are going to physically be able to hook up is not going to be like a successful conversation because there's too many unknowns. There's too many variables. You don't know how you're going to feel by the time you next see him. You don't know when that's going to be, you know? And so some of these things just are better um, talked about in person. Mm -hmm. I think um, he got discouraged and re and felt rejected. Um, yeah. And maybe he already felt discouraged and rejected and that's why he kept going with it, right? We want to make sure guys can hear the word no, but you were in a situation in which it wasn't like he was going to, like I said, it was over the phone. So there was no like physical, you weren't really in physical. Yeah, no, I didn't feel physically Okay. Um, I don't think he's that kind of guy. I don't think. Oh, good. Okay. But it was more just emotionally, like, can you can you back off till I know where I'm at with you? Because right. In in person. Well, that's the thing. I mean, now he's backed off. Sometimes they'll back off all the way. So you just have to like tread lightly, because men, a lot of men, you know, the again the concept of the anima and the animist, which is the Carl Jung, um, Carl Jung's work, and basically is that you know women are soft on the inside and strong on the I mean soft on the outside and strong on the inside whereas men are strong on the outside and soft on the inside and so that I think that kind of came into play in this where he his sensitive side and I'm not saying cherish his feelings but just re be respectful when you turn somebody down um and and understand that when you do that, you could be pushing somebody away. That's all. But if it was overkill, you know, then it was overkill. So it's one of those things that you have to trust your instincts on. Yeah, that's hard because I, I don't know when I'm being triggered and when I'm being, you know, triggered by old things that aren't. Um... Right, right. And we have to remember that this is for everybody, you know, triggers are hearkening backs to the original wound. So when we're triggered, we're literally upset about the thing that happened in childhood. And what's happening in the present is simply a reminder of that. But it's not the same 
It's not the same danger as it was when we were dependent little children. And so as much as we can bring awareness to that in the moment, that helps to, that will help you stop scaring yourself and stop feeling scared. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you'll have a more balanced reaction. Um, because it's just, you just have to be sensitive to rejecting a guy. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff in movies and TV that I don't think is accurate where like a woman rejects a man a hundred times and then finally she lets him in. It's like men aren't going to try that hard, you know, in the people that I see and in my experience, I don't see men trying that hard. Um, of course there are predatory men who are going to push through the word. No, it doesn't sound like that's the case here. But, but if it's not a predatory man, a lot of men, if they hear a whisper of a no, will just like run the other direction. So you just want to make sure that they understand that you still feel good about seeing them, um, you know. Could I say that now? I feel like now it's, it's already kind of like. A... Yeah, I mean, you have nothing to lose at this point. It sounds like the conversation didn't go well. So you could just say, hey, I just wanted to reach out and say I didn't um, mean to reject you. I really am interested in seeing you again. Um, I just, you know, if if you think you if you can be patient with me or something, you know, whatever, whatever you want to say. Oh, I like that. If you can be patient with me. Okay. Okay, let me know how that goes. Can I tell you about the other guy quick or should we move on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me. So um this other guy, um uh I just want to say this the first guy I think he's a really good man. From what I've seen, I'm a, i Okay, I, well I, then it's worth reaching out again. Yeah. Um so the second guy we chatted um on uh, i think plenty of fish and um you know chatted a while and i, I, I there was a point i said hey I, I feel more comfortable you know talking on the phone at this perfect point. right said, great what's your number and um so i left my number and then i didn't hear from him for i think three or four days and so i wrote him and said hey did you get my number and he said yeah i've just been working and actually i talked to my friends on it, uh, what's it called telegram I didn't even know what that was mm-hmm. I guess it's like whatsapp kind of thing mm-hmm. and but he didn't say will you join it you know and I I just thought it was a little weird but I think you you say I probably have too high a standards but I was like already turned off by like having my my phone for like three or four days and right I mean time. my my thing on that is you know he's got eight weeks eight weeks he's got eight weeks after eight weeks you can reach out and say did you ever get my number what happened where'd you go but he's got eight weeks because eight weeks is what is the rumination time between the heart and the head you know i don't like it either but that's just that's the increment of time that's been studied that's maxwell maltz's work in psycho cybernetics um but yeah, you don't, you know, you sent the number, you don't need to reach out again. You can just wait well, and eight weeks, if he hasn't reached out, then you and I will talk about what the next move is. Um, well, I already turned him down because he's, then he was like, you know, can you, 
I said, tell you what, I don't really understand what Telegram is. I don't want another app. You have my number. I'll just wait for you to call. And then he, instead of using my number, he texted me on Plenty of Fish again, which I didn't see for like several days. And then um, he said he texted me, but I didn't get a text. And it, it was just like, I just said, you know what, this is just kind of too... Uh, oh, he said we could we could go on Skype, and I'm like, well, just call me, you know. Right. I said this this is seeming too difficult, you know. Like, well, yeah, I mean, sometimes that does happen. So again, you know, you got to trust your instincts. If it's seeming too difficult, you know, it's just you don't want to get rid of everyone. Um, <laughs> but you know, a lot of plans do break down in the making of the plans, whether it be dates or friendships. Um, you know, you, you, people are revealing themselves all the time. And so when you understand some more of this work, like you are, and these dynamics, you see how people are, you know, having kind of crisis of confidence in different moments. And so a lot of times things will literally break down. I mean, I work with people on this a lot because things will literally break down while you're making the plan. You've both agreed you want to see each other, but somehow it never happens because of the way the dynamics of the way that the plan is made or the way the planning is going down. Um, you know, in this case, this didn't happen, but I do work with people a lot in the in especially women who want to control the date and want to set the date. And they try to um the man proposes something and they argue with it. And so ultimately that can be a reason why you know, you guys never hook up. So you want to be wary, both of you, you and he, whoever this guy is, of making the setup of the plan too difficult, right? So maybe, maybe it was too much. I mean, he was on a bunch of different apps and he had this going and that going, but you also might've scared him off by reaching out too soon. So once you gave him your number, then you had to sit on your hands. That's what I recommend. Then you can see if he's masculine, if he's going to reach out to you. If you reach out, then you're the masculine. So I never reach out. Is that it? Well, once you're in the relationship and there are exceptions, like you could reach out for help. Your reach out was a little bit in the gray area because you were like, well, is the technical thing. But, you know, you got to assume that he got the message, you know. So, yeah, you just got to wait. And you're going to go through stuff during that. You know, that's the thing about all of this work is that, you know, we know we can often know what the right thing to do is or what the thing that will serve us most is. But it's really hard to do it because of the pain of change. Right. And the primaling that often comes when we do take a counteraction and go against our parental injunctions. And I'm talking like this to you because you already did module two. Right. But, um, you know. And so then we have to go through that part of it. So there's a little bit of a catharsis that you go through when you wait for a man to reach out to you, right? Sometimes you have to sit on your hands or call me or bite your tongue or, you know, do something else. But um, it's a good, it's a good exercise. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, I look forward to future updates and I'm excited that you're back out in the dating world so thanks you are welcome you're doing really well thank you okay lee hey there hey lee how are you ah 
I'm good. I, I, I have an update for you. Okay. What's happening? Um, I'll be, I'll try to be brief so others can go. Um, so a week ago tonight, after we had our Tuesday night, I'm sorry, was it tonight? No, a little it, over a week was, ago. It was on Tuesday after the module. I'm so sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like 10 yeah, days ago. That's right. We didn't have the module this week. Right. So last Tuesday, I went out for the first time on a date with, I have dubbed her, officially dubbed her train wreck. <laughs> oh, right. I remember. Okay. Yeah. Remember train wreck? Yes. Train yes. Wreck. I didn't know you were going out that night. That night. Okay. So train wreck, just to give you a quick thumbnail sketch. Uh-huh is um, a very attractive young lady who I met about 10 weeks ago. Yes, I remember. And then she reached out. Yeah. Yeah. And we texted for eight weeks to the day. (laughs) And all she did was talk to me, ask me why I wasn't at karaoke. She just, she continued to express an interest in, in me. And so... I figured, you know, she's an attractive woman. She seems bright. I know she had a she had a DUI. She lost her vehicle, drunk driving problem, concerning, red flag. Um, but she seems otherwise fine. Yeah, um, I mean, we all so have problems. Was, so. it, it was it was her birthday week, and I always give people a chance, and I figured it'd be good practice. Good. Um, you know, my only concern, of course, also was that she says she's too busy. And when a woman says she's too busy, I'm like, just go away. Just right. go away. If you're too busy, you really don't have time. I can't stand it when I hear that. Me too. But anyway, um, here's what happened. We I picked her up, drove her to the karaoke place. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some food and drinks. And... She kept drinking and drinking and another drink and orders another drink and orders another drink. Halfway into the date, she's drunk. She's smashed on our very first date. And I'm thinking, oh, God. She has a drinking problem. So, and she's very thin. She's a lightweight. So she can't drink a lot. She can drink. She just can't drink much. So... Also, this is a karaoke place that I go to fairly often. And mm-hmm. there were people there who I know who saw us together and were enthusiastic for me because they know my situation. Right. Support. Anyway, so, yep. But um, ironically, this is this is kind of funny. There was actually another woman at the karaoke event who had the same name as she has. And she was drunk. <laughs> and she's coming on to me. Oh, she was one of the aggressive women. And I just laughed. I was like, oh, this is they so They really awesome. find you, don't they? Oh, God. I'll, I'll, next week, I'll tell you what happened last night. Okay. Anyway, so the story with this is, so we're on this date, and I'm thinking this ain't going to fly for me. Right. How do I handle this? How do I be respectful? I knew it was her birthday week, and I thought, well, maybe she's just letting her hair down. But... She said, let's go play a game of pool. And I said, no, I don't think so. I've, I've got to get up in the morning. And she said, okay, well, drop, just drop me off at the pool hall. I like to go play pool. And I said, yeah, let's do that next time. We can go play pool next time. That sounds good. Okay. So I drove her to the pool hall. And Chloe, it was like 
talking to a mosh pit. <laughs> she slurred. She was all over the. So did the, you let her out at the pool hall? Yeah, I drove her to the pool hall and she was, she on the way over there, she tells me, I really like you. I think you're so great. And I really, she's really likes me and all this. And I said, well, I just think maybe you should have just she, taken her home. Well, she didn't want to go home. She's going to Uber. She doesn't have a car. She's going to Uber wherever she goes. She Ubers everywhere. So I offered, I offered to take her home. She wanted to go play pool. I said, fine. So I dropped her off at the pool hall. And the thing is, she, she was professing on the way over how much she liked me in this intoxicated state. But she told me she's not physically affectionate with people. I, I asked her, I said, do you like to hold hands, hug, kiss, make, are you an affectionate person? And she said, no, she's not at all. And I said, well, honey, then that's a deal breaker. That is a real deal breaker. If you're not affectionate person, we are not going to fly. But, but, but I said, you know, just get home safe. Let me know you made it home safe and stuff. Well, we get to the pool hall and I drop her off. She doesn't say thank you. She doesn't say good night. She just gets out of the car, slams, mm -hmm. and she wasn't mad. She just walked she was just out wasted. She just wasted. Yeah. And she walked into the pool hall. And I'm thinking, oh. so I I texted her the next day and said, Could we please talk on the phone about last night? And she texted back and said, sure, whatever, and didn't hear from her. So I called her last night. I actually called her on the phone and she answered. Mm -hmm. I was surprised because she doesn't, she never talks on the phone, she tells me. So I I just said, oh, and by the way, she also vapes, which is, you know, fine. But that's just, I mean, she, she went outside to smoke of her vape a few yeah. times saying whatever. Anyway, red flags here. But I called her and I said, look, I hope this isn't a bad time. She said, no, I saw that you called. I was at a comedy show and I just wanted to, I saw you call and I wanted to answer. I said, oh, that's very nice of you. I said, look, I, I had a nice time meeting you last week. You're a lovely person. And she said, oh, I did too. You're so wonderful. It was so great. We got to go out again. And I said, yeah, but I need to share some concerns with you about what happened. If you don't remember, I just feel I need to bring it to your attention because you got drunk. And, and it made me feel very disrespected. And, and, you know, and I also know you're not affectionate and that's a concern. And you're also really busy all the time. So I'm, so I made it pretty clear to her in a very honest and respectful way that if we do go out again, uh, your behavior train, I'm just going to say her name is train wreck. Mm -hmm. your behavior needs to change is she okay? trying is she working on her drinking i don't know i, I this was again the very what she say when you said that she was very apologetic and she oh, said i'm okay. so sorry i'm so sorry i did not know i i you know and and i i said i told her i said look i'm looking for a partner who's respectable and who who is physically affectionate that's huge to me and you know i said even if this doesn't work out between us. I just hope this this help this feedback helps you in the future with someone else because, you know, I, I've got look. I'm not hurt by it. I'm not bitter. I was a little frustrated. Yeah, you just have to decide if you want to move forward. It sounds like she's got That's a big problem. And I've got I've got plenty of opportunities to find a better fit. Okay. Yeah. I've even got another person a date lined up. Looks like potentially next I mean, week. If she's not even like uh, on her drinking, you know, it's probably too much. It's probably so. I mean, listen, I'm really glad I went out with her. 
I'm glad I had the experience. This is still coupled with your tools. This is still way better than a, a dating app. Yes. I yes. Met You're her doing in real well. life. This is part of the duty dating. It's great. I mean, look, I would rather take a risk on someone that showed interest in me for eight weeks. That's a real person, you know, yeah. and, but you don't find these things out until you do. And who go. knows? She may resurface. She may come back around and say, I'm, I'm working yeah. on my drinking now. Do you want to give it another shot? You know, but yeah, that's just too out of control for you. It's, it's a little out of, it's very out of control. I mean, yeah. it's, it's like, I, I mean, I, I don't want to go on too much longer here with it. That's pretty much the story, okay. but I, I just wanted to share the update that, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that, that there's more of these out there than not. And, you know, every, nobody's perfect. I want to give right. people a chance if they seem attractive and interested in me, I'll, I'll do that. But I did feel incredibly disrespected that she would, you know, just keep ordering drinks. It's really boring. It's, it's boring and it's, well, I don't know that it's boring, but it is, it's, 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 it's off it's like babysitting. Yeah. That's kind of how, yeah, it felt like that. It did feel like that. And, you know, and she, she told me on the phone, she said she got out of the car real fast because she was subconsciously still in her Uber mode. She thought she was in an Uber car. Right. She was wasted. And she was wasted. And, you know, all my friends saw it. And then I had, when I went back, I had to tell them what happened. You know, they were asking, how'd it go, man? She seemed to really like you. And I said, well, she got drunk. And they said, oh, yeah, we saw that. We saw she kept ordering drinks. Right. You know, we had a lot to talk. My friends and I had a lot to talk about this week. Okay. But anyway, the, the long story short is, even though it, she's a train wreck, um, can she change? Will she change? It's up to her. Right. Like, we'll have to see. Me. And I, I just... I'm still glad I had the experience, but yeah, um, I'm glad so, too. And I'm glad you're exploring yeah. your options that, you know, you don't know until you go out with her, how, really how long the drinking is. You really don't, but I thought you'd get a kick out of this. Yeah. That's so fun. anyway, okay. Cool. Thanks for letting me share. Of course. Thank um, you for I'm the ha- update. I'm still reading your book. I'm still halfway through it and that's helpful. And I, I think I'm, I'm just really proud of myself, Chloe, because these tools and the process and all the theories you're sharing uh, with Pat Allen's work is is groundbreaking for me. It's really helping me navigate the uh, the chaos of, yeah. this, of this dating world. You know, it it's- really does help, and it really provokes a lot of catharsis and self-knowledge which is also so exciting so it's um yeah i'm glad you're getting a lot out of it good and the book you bet brett's up next thank you so much you are so welcome so lee's talking about my first book which is how to live find love and keep it um here i'll put it in the chat again my books um and that's really the guidebook and the basics of this work so if you want to like you know, really acquaint yourself with the nuts and bolts that start there. Okay, Brett. Hey. Hey, hey Brett. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How can I help you? So I have a hopefully it'll be like a minute update on 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 using some of these tools, but really I want to ask about like um um a situation and, and am I just getting mixed signals or am I failing to pursue? 
uh, anyways, I'll see okay. what you have to write. So, uh, the, uh, do you remember Denise, though? I should not mention names, should I, right? Um, well, anyways, that, that woman I was dating a while ago, and she turned out to be a bit like of a, maybe too much yang energy, right? Right. I do remember you were dating someone who was on the masculine side. Yeah. And, and you were uh, talking to her, and you were trying to negotiate it. Yeah, but so she's still part of the same friends group, right? And, you know, so we had to kind of talk it through and stay friends and everything. And that, that whole group went to Mexico recently, and I ha I couldn't go. Right. It was just like a weekend, like a three, four day weekend trip. And I couldn't go because of work stuff, like taking on a new leadership role, just not the right time. And um, so afterwards we were talking and she came back and, and I was like, oh, yeah, no. And I, I, I did finish that project up. And yeah, no, God, it was such a such a good decision to not go to Mexico. And she just goes. Nope, 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 nope. There's nothing you can say to convince me of that. You missed, you missed out, and you, you, you know, and and I don't agree. And and I just and so, but here's the here's the thing. Like, I didn't get upset. I didn't. I just looked at her and I just said, "You don't have to agree or disagree. It's not your life." <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Good. And it was, uh, you know, it was um, stunning how effective it was. Because not that I was never assertive before, but I think maybe I got too much of an or I don't know does that make sense like to like and and but it was just a, a lot of us slip into a people pleasing mode um again like this is a coping mechanism and we think it's easier that way and it may have been easier that way when we were children to go along and basically people pleasing doesn't really mean pleasing other people but more like not upsetting others and so sometimes we can slip into a mode where we're just not really expressing ourselves because we don't upset someone. So I like that you were like, no, you're wrong. It's you don't have to agree. It's my life. And just but in a charming way. No attitude. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. attitude. Yeah. Just, you know, but, you know, she was probably in her way trying to express that she wished you had gone. So it was really kind Could've of been. a flattering thing. Yeah, probably, probably. But, but yeah, no, I, I mean, but my, my problem was always in the past, the inverse of people pleasing and that I was a, maybe a little bit too edgy or aggressive, like over assertive. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, but this was just kind of a calm, charming kind of way to disarm. Okay, that. good. So you, so you weren't so aggressive and you just were like, well, blah, blah, blah. okay, good. Yeah. No, it was, it was, it was. It wasn't a triggered response. Yeah, something like that. That's Anyways, funny. but um, yeah, so um, yeah, I, I, I did kind of finally come to the realization that I, I think I stopped pursuing women like five, ten years ago, or especially after the divorce. Right? Like, um, uh, yeah, I think that kind of left. Le like, I, I never have had problems with women pursuing me. They, they always seem to. But if you're not like not pursuing like it's kind of like that yin energy is like you know they just kind of put themselves in this space or drop the hints or put themselves in the right, position right. where they, they make can themselves be available yeah there you go um you know and so but if i'm not pursuing and and it's it's you know I, what does that leave me with it leaves me with the yang energy women or the really unhealthy women right, right. and then right. that's not a space to be in Anyways, so, but I finally met somebody on, on you know, and actually in that same French group, because there's a lot of people like, um, 
and uh so here here's the question like is, okay. is, you know am i i'll kind of lay out the scenario and and am i like she's one of the, the like the first person that i've met in a long time that i'm like wow i think i might like you this like this girl okay yes there you go and and um a lot of great qualities and a lot of like and we had a lot of really great conversations and a lot of like really kind of extensive one-on-one -on -one conversations even in group settings and you know and, and she was kind of the one that started escalating things bit by bit like like you know next to me and like really close and a lot of touching and good well Talking about orgasms, <laughs> you know. Right. I was talking about cooking. And well, that's like, her oh. way of letting you know she's available to your there, leadership. There you go. There you go. But you know, by the same token, there were leading up to that some mixed signals, and and that was kind of the conversation. And I'm like, hmm, wow, okay, you know, hit me over the head with it, and I'll respond, right? Um, but um, you know, there was some continuation of the kind of hot and cold stuff. Um, I I will admit I did not probably pursue hard and right. Um, you mean you were hot and cold or she was hot and cold? Well, I think she might have been. But this is where I'm like, like, was she hot and cold or did I just not pick up on this? Like, did I yeah, just not pursue it? Sometimes what happens is after a girl makes herself available and makes it clear to you that she's interested and you don't make a move, they get pissed. Yes. And then they pull away. And then they, you know, yeah. So that and... could have happened. You got to, yeah. you know, you, you, I know you've heard me talk about this before. You don't want to miss your window. Strike the girl. iron while the hammer's, oh, strike the hammer yes. while the iron's hot. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and, um, so, uh, you know, but I'm a little, I'm a little lethargic right now. Like I'm, I'm rusty. But you uh, don't hide behind that. Okay. Fair enough. But, but it, it, it also is okay. How about inertia? Right. I'm like trying to bust yes. out of like, yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm trying to bust out of an old drive okay. where I just kind of would lay back and let the woman come to me. And I'm like, okay, that ain't the way to proceed. No, right. because like you said, then you're going to get the kind of women that Lee doesn't like who, you know, aggress on you. Yes. Right, 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 right. So you um, have to take the reins. So, and I do. So, I'm not being hard on you. I've just noticed with you, you're a little hesitant to do it. Oh, yes. I fully acknowledge that. Yeah, no, that this is a problem that I like. You know, yeah, like a little snake bit. Yeah, you have a little, little crisis gunshot. of confidence right there. Huh? You have a little crisis of confidence right there. In the moments that you are, that would be best to act, you have a little crisis of confidence and then you don't act. Right? We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. You and Lee both said that there was that, when you like someone, sometimes you find you can't act. You don't act. Yeah, like a hesitation. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, um, yeah, you know, then, then uh, you know, this is where, like, I was, uh, you know, picking up on the mixed signals. Like, we met up, and uh, but in a group setting and everything, and we were sitting next to each other. And she's like, I, you know, I'm going up to get a beer. Do you want, want one? 
And That's your cue to go, I'll get the beers. I, yeah, I, I tried, right? Um, if she was having none of it. <laughs> but, <laughs> anyways, and, and I, you know, I did when she got back, because she was like really insistent, you know? And and when she got back, I was like, all right, well, next one's on me and blah, blah, blah. And she just goes, yeah, well, you know, you're part of the club here. We'll see each other. Sure. I was like, okay, no more mixed signals. But there you go, right? But then, lo and behold, the next night, it was a different event, more of a happy hour thing. And I met this French girl. And I just came up to the table and everyone introduced me and she just immediately like they, they said, yeah, no, he, he he doesn't speak French, but he does speak Spanish and Portuguese and blah, blah, blah. And then she turns out, I mean, first off, she's really gorgeous. Okay. The second off, you know, she actually, she's probably one of the few people I've ever met in my life that had a, like maybe even a more complicated international upbringing than I did. Right. So we were chatting away for like 45 minutes straight. Guess who comes over and lures her away? The other girl. Uh-huh. Yeah, good for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, damn it. Sorry to swear, but I was like, I was just joking to myself. I said, damn it, did you just cock block me? Yeah, you got cock blocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the but funny he thing who hesitates is lost. Yeah, so got to figure out how to get these girls' numbers and ask them out. Oh well, Kelly, I got. I shouldn't I mention her name, did it? Uh, I I did get her number. Okay. Um, no, we've been we've been communicating. But yeah, I don't know. Like, um, but pull you know, the trigger. So so that's the thing. It, it's like so so you're 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 hearing this and you're thinking, no, it wasn't mixed signals. It was, uh, you know, I, I want to be pursued. But, I mean, she was kind of talking about being on dating apps, too, and everything else. That doesn't mean anything. Okay. You're acting like you're interested, but then you're not pulling the trigger, and that's upsetting and confusing people. So, if you're interested, please have the courage of your convictions and ask the girl out. There's a, there's a, There's work there for you. Even if she says no, that will be an accomplishment for you. Because you get out to, to, to break that inertia. Yes. You need to start taking counteractions against that because it's building up a little bit of a wall. Yeah. So you understand that the crisis of confidence is nothing to do with me, but more with like not wanting to like get burned again. Not wanting what? To get burned again. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Everyone's in the same boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I actually I'm working with a guy right now who um Jesus Christ, he's asked out a few girls and they all turned him down um recently. Well, and he's a great guy, very good looking, very personable, but just I don't think these girls hadn't really sent them the, him the signal that they were available but now uh, a girl has done that actually i just spoke to him today and and he asked her out and she said yes so as soon as you get that eye contact and smile as soon as you get that vibe that they're available and you already know because i've already talked to you and i already know you know do it 
You feel that wall, you feel that resistance, that's your work. That's your work to get over. It's you who needs to get over that wall. So, so your 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 take on all this is it was not mixed signals on her part. It was too much inertia on my part. Yes. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. At the end, after she, because the, the French girl, she was like going back to France. She was just here on vacation. Right? And at the end, she was like, you know, yeah, she kind of had to had to leave and everything and we said our goodbyes and blah 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 and then you know she she immediately came right over and took the french girl's space next to me <laughs> yeah she's oh she's trying to show you she's available i, I get put it. her get out it. of her misery please and ask her out i get it okay yes okay i want to hear about how that i will me. but so but uh, one more thing though she okay. came she um, she, she was, she was like, Oh my God, are, are, are you like, aren't you, are you like totally in love right now? Cause she had talked with her a bunch of, I was like, huh, it takes more than a pretty face and a good conversation for me to fall in love. And she goes, I'm in love with her. I mean, geez, how can you not be I'm blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, it was uh, right. She's upset now. Oh, what do you think about calling her after we get off and asking her out? You think she's upset with me? Yes. I want to see you cherish her feelings and ask her out. You know, not upset Chloe, with you, not upset with you, but hurt. I, you know, I. You have haven't a, asked her out, and now you're showing interest in someone else. Jesus Christ. Okay, got it. Yes. Okay, that's what it means to cherish a woman's feelings. Well, okay. I well, I appreciate <laughs> your sharing. <laughs> I'm not trying to be hard on you, but you know. Little tough love is sometimes okay. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, actually, I don't interpret it even as being hard on me. I just okay, think good. it's like, because I asked the question, am I like right. picking up big signals or am I, um, you know, am I just like being too lethargic, you know? Right, too right, right, right. Good, good. I'm glad to be that fire under you. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing, Brett. I look forward to your update um do we have any oh we're just about out of time i'm not seeing any more hands okay okay well let's wrap it up um i will see you guys next week i think i've already made this announcement but in case you missed it um i'm going to be doing these meetups up until thanksgiving then i'm going to be taking a break until the new year um but i will be here next week and all of October and most of November. So you still have chances to come. And as you know, I work with women. I work with men. I work with couples. I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one sessions. These groups are great because we learn from each other, but it's also nice to have a one-on-one -on -one and really get deep um, and understand yourself more. Um, so if you're interested in that, reach out. You can do that. Here, I'll put my stuff up one more time through my website or through Instagram or even through Meetup. So um, if I don't hear from you um, before next week, I will see you then. Have a good night.